Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you guys are listening to us from. Uh, this is Full Beam. I'm Sai. And I'm Al. And I was careful then to say Al because on our last podcast on the vlog, it sounded like I said I'm Mal and I'm not Mal. No, I'm Al. Mal. Mal. What? Mal is a cool name. That's not. It is, I like Mal. Mal? It's your from Malcolm. What's cool about that? I know, I just like, I like Mal. I just think that's a, that's a, 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 a nice name. What, an Al isn't? Uh, I'd rather be called Mal than Al. Oh, would you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Al. Anyway, 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 right? I'd rather be, I'd I'd be called Bell than the Sai, okay? Would his surname be End? Possibly. <laughs> Right, should we get down to it? I thought you'd never ask. Okay, right. Al has decided that we should talk about the cost of motoring. Okay, now this is a strange subject for Al because he can fill his car with a 50 pence piece, can't you, Al? So oh, I wish. You don't, you don't really have much of, of in, the, in the way of uh, a cost to your motoring, do you really? <laughs> I do, mate. I mean, a gallon, a gallon of bloody old. Um, a, a tank full of petrol for me in the Fiesta is about 45 quid. No, when that is really surprising, okay, because I've been in your car a couple of times, and yes, it's nippy and it goes and it keeps up the traffic and everything else, but it's sold as is it an eco boost. Yeah. Now, that to me, eco boost would suggest that it will give you miles and miles and miles of range. But it doesn't, does it? The fuel economy of your Fiesta just isn't great. It's not, and I don't know if it's something that I'm doing or not. I just, but I, I don't think so. I mean, I, 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 I drive quite quite carefully, I don't clog it. No, exactly. I've been in the car with you, you know, you, you don't over rev the engine, you, you, you don't stay in gears longer than you have to. You know, it, it's all, it, you are just, you know, a good, decent driver, you know, you're not ragging the car or the engine. So that, that is really surprising. The BMW M140 costs literally a tenner more than your Fiesta to fill up, which we really? 54, 58 quid to, to fill up. Right. Um, so, yeah, so say 60 quid to, to fill it up yeah. and the X3 costs 80 most probably a little bit more if there's absolutely nothing in it which we're 85 90 quid to fill it up I'd expect um, that because it's a, it's a bigger car isn't it? so you're going you're to have a bigger tank I would oh, expect yeah, it, that it, it, yeah it's a much it's a much bigger tank but you can just you can see as well just where the fuel economy goes that the X3 has got two less cylinders. It's a, it's a whole litre smaller in engine capacity. Plus it's a diesel. So 80 quid will last you, will last, last six weeks. Easy. And that's with both me and Wendy using it. So she will use it in the daytime to take the, to take the baby to places. She will, she'll use it every night time to go to her work. I'll use it to run backwards and forwards to the station, to the shops and stuff. So it gets used every single day, but a full pack of fuel will last us for six weeks. The M140, you have to fill it up, so spend 50, 60 quid. That will only last you three weeks. And then you have to put another 20 quid in it to get you through to the end of the month. So they, you, both, you have to put 80 quid in both of them 
But the M140 gives you two weeks less of fuel. Yeah, but when you say it's two weeks less, I mean, how, how far are you going in those two weeks? Only the same places. So again, it'll be the station and back. It'll be taking the baby out and about. It'll be it'll be going round uh, to Wendy's work. It'll be you know. But whenever we go somewhere far, so we we only have ever done centre parks in the X3. The X3 gets taken to my mum and dad's more than the M140 does. So the M140 actually does no long trips. That's probably worse, isn't it? Because it doesn't you know you meant you meant to get the best economy on the ships, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But again, you can't you can't get in the well. I, I don't drive an Eco Pro anyway. It's just there's just no point. It makes the the throttle response much more sluggish. It limits your air conditioning and everything else. I just don't use it in, in either car. But in the X3, you never go into sport mode. There's just no need to be in sport mode. And it's just like, what's the point? It's a bit like, why is it more to the point of floppy paddles? I don't get it on a car like that. Where in the M140, you're never in, in, in eco mode, but you're never in comfort mode either. You are, you go everywhere in sport mode, even if it's up to the bottom of the road, you do it in sport mode. So the fuel economy, it, it just goes, you know, it, it's not bad. For a three liter straight six engine, you know, it's really not bad. Um, I, I think what, what, what more per gallon did you say you were getting in your Fiesta? Well, when you consider, right, it's um, it's something like I don't even think it's a liter, I think it's just below a liter, and it's only three cylinders, you know, it's not four yeah. cylinders. Um, at the moment, I'm getting about 36.1. Yeah, see, so that, that is bad. That is really and, bad because and, and all and all the fiestas have been like that. All the eco boosts have had have been like that. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I I'm sure I can't remember off the top of my head, but we are we certainly get over thirty miles per to the gallon in the M140. Yeah, I'd expect it to. Because I'd I'd expect me to get over well over forty, and I'm not. Yeah, easy. Yeah. In a, in a, and it's quite a one litre eco boost engine with only three cylinders. You should be getting 40, 50 plus. Well, you're doing the motorway. I mean, if we if yeah. go, go down to London on, on the motorway and I'm, I'm getting like a good half an hour, I was stretched about stopping. Yeah. It's well over 50. Yeah. I think I've been with records like 56, something like that. Um, no, but good. as soon as you go around town, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you can actually, it's quite a fun game. In, 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 in the M140 stop start traffic the, the needle moving is visible you can is it? watch yeah you can watch the needle your fuel gauge needle move like you can watch the, the hands of a clock going round wow. and you start going oh my god oh my god <laughs> that's, that's 10 pound gone that's 15 on here it's just woof, just gone I don't know what your BM's like but I know on the Fords when you fill the car up it takes an age for that needle to move. But once it starts, once it starts moving, it moves. Yeah. Um, the again, I'm just saying M140 over and over and over again. But the M140, it does. You're absolutely right. It takes about a week for it to move, and then you just fly through it. Um, and again, with the X, you know, it's diesel. 
it takes a, a two, three weeks, but then you're absolutely right, mate. Once once you've got past a certain point, so the thing is at the halfway mark of your tank, yeah. as soon as you get to the halfway mark of our tank, then it, it, that's it. You know, we've got like a week left. Yeah, that's true. Here's a good one, mate. What's what's the, the worst car you've had for fuel economy? Well, now, you, you could have think on like the obvious, again, the, the Porsche came and asked. Came and asked. Um, but the Mazda RX-8 was it was it was just all round terrible, um, and again it's a bit like your EcoBoost. They're sold as like a one point three or a one point six engine, but because of the wanker technology and the way the cylinder and the pistons are and everything else, you get the performance of like a three liter. So ultimately, you should get the performance of a three liter, but the economy of a one point eight. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I don't I don't think I was getting out of the high teens, low twenties on 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 uh, on uh fuel economy. Wow, that bad. It was it was terrible. I, I was still driving the I hadn't started getting the train to work, so I was doing twenty twenty between twenty and twenty five miles a day one way. And I could have £20 worth of petrol in the RX-8 and that would get me all the way to work and then it would get me to the very first shell garage on the way back just past the line buildings <laughs> 20 quid wouldn't even do that journey both ways once it wouldn't get me to and from work 20 quid? 20 quid God you get pissed out of a Bugatti I know it was, to, and it sucked oil like you wouldn't believe. Oh, that's terrible. There was only certain, uh, there's only a certain type of synthetic Castro cheat, whatever. There's only a certain oil that it would use. And it was actually listed in the user manual. You couldn't just go by Halford's own. Yeah. So we're talking about the cost of motor in there. You could only have like a really exclusive oil in it, which yeah. again was, was just an unnecessary expense. The worst thing about the Porsche, the Porsche was fine, fuel economy-wise. Again, it didn't let me down, and I wasn't surprised by it. I knew exactly what I was going to get with an engine of that size and of that performance. If you think you're going to get 40, 50 miles per gallon out of it, you're not. So don't even think that you are. Um, so I was fully prepared for that. But the Cayman, a bit like the RX-8, you could only put a certain fuel in it. A certain fuel? Yeah, you can only put a certain purity of unleaded in it. Oh, the um, octane rating, you mean? Yeah. So right. you, you could go to any petrol station. It wasn't like you've got to use Shell or Esso or Texaco. You could go to any petrol station, but you had to put the ultimate fuel in it. Isn't that 98, isn't it? it just, some's 95, isn't it? Some's 98. Yeah. I think. Um, so. But again, you couldn't go and just put your bog standard unleaded in it. Right. Um, so again, you know, you just you, you're talking just a, you know a couple of pence more per liter, but it all adds up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly can't see what my. I mean, the worst one was probably the Citroen because it, it leaked fuel, <laughs> so it's, it, was, it, was, it was probably probably minus figures. To be honest, with you. No. yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of questions for you. No, go on. Then. You you still commute into work, don't you? You see, commute. What do you mean? Well, drive, you've fully, 
you know, some days you get the training, but you don't like when you drive, you drive in, you drive to a car park by the office, don't you? Well, no, I mean, when I'm driving to work, I do that, yeah, but even, even early in the morning, and I know there's going to be spaces at the train station, I'll drive to the train station. Okay, so that's fine because I do that as well. But I want to know, like, what, what, how much does driving to work? I don't know if that's an exact figure, out, but say you drive three days out of five and it's eight pounds a, a day to put. What, what, what's like your ballpark figure for how much it actually costs you to drive to what, work? What to drive into town? Yeah. And the account and car park and that. That's what I mean. Exactly, yeah. Um, well, the car park's six pounds a day. So how many days do you drive into work? Oh, only, only one, if that. I try not to drive and swear on you if we're doing doing one of these or I'm going to yours yeah. or something. Um, so say one day a week, yeah? Yeah. That's six pounds. And bad. then, what? That's not bad, is it? Because the one thing that put me off from bringing the car all the way into work was I started to feel like I was being priced out of being able to drive my car to work. You know, they want a thousand pound a year for a car parking space in the centre of town. I, I couldn't justify that. I couldn't justify paying an annual for an annual car parking. Yeah, it's it's around a hundred pound a month, isn't it? Which is which is more than a thousand pound a year. Yeah, but I, this is years ago. Like I, I, I've got the training now for three years at least. Um, but I just I just felt like the, the actual price of commuting in the car was just it was just getting it was just getting well, too much it was just getting unfeasible it's like people were making that decision for me oh yeah so we just start using the train you see you're saying you're saying six pound a day is okay it's not you know we think about it if you didn't have a day off for a month that's 30 pound a week wow right isn't it six yeah. fives so if you do say four weeks that's 120 pounds a month is that, is that if you drive in every day yeah yeah when you put it like that it's not it's not cheap is it no and that's that's to, uh, and that's one of the cheapest car parks in town if i went if i went to liverpool one it'd be 18 pound a day exactly and how 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 do you justify charging you Twenty pounds a park for a day. Because that that car park is just meant for shoppers, isn't it? It's not meant for people's office workers. Yeah. So they they put you off parking there all day. What does my head in though? Right, is when when you go get your car washed in the pool one. So you're giving the business in there some business. You're paying yeah. them and you're paying the car park on top of that. Exactly. You don't get a reduction in your car park. Why would you? Um, but even, even so, the car park that you park in, that is cheap. Very cheap. That is six pounds all day. Yeah. You know, it's less than a pound an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, but even that still adds up, and that's not counting your petrol. Exactly. And like, like I was saying before, you've got to declare it on your insurance, having your social, domestic, and commuting. So Of course, which I do. Well, of course, which you do, which I'm actually I don't because it's only one one day a week of that. It's not every day. Yeah. No. But your insurance will go up, yeah. Your insurance will be higher. You know, and then and then as soon as your car is over three years old, if it's over three years old already, you've got your MOTs to pay for. And 
Tax, road tax, oh my God, road tax is just a minefield. I, I don't know whether, I don't know whether I'm paying too much or, or what. Well, it's, it. it's changed me because the last two EcoBoosts I had were, were zero road tax, they were nil road tax, right? Yeah. That's after I bought one, I thought, great, that's £120 less a, month, a year or whatever. And then this one, it's £140. Yeah. That's well, the same engine. When we got the X3, we were told, you need to get your car before this date, before the tax brackets change. So we got we got a brand new car, but we got it before a certain date. I can't remember what that date was. So even though it's a brand new car, it, it is under the old tax rules. But I think it was only under the I think it was only under the old tax rules for like the first twelve months, first twelve months or something. So we didn't have to pay that much. Yeah. But then when we come to renew it this year, it's near enough six hundred quid. Wow. Oh my god. I think, it, I think it's five seventy, five eighty. You know, you're not you are getting next to nothing change wise from sixty from six hundred pounds. And that is a two-litre diesel that you think is being more economical, more eco-friendly, everything else. And they've hammered you for road tax? Absolutely hammered you. Fair enough, again, I, I, I totally expect it. You've got a big engine, you've got loads of cylinders, you've got loads of horsepower, it's a performance car, blah, blah, blah. You expect to get hammered. But between the M140 and the X3, Paying over a thousand pound in road tax. Wow, that's amazing. I think it's 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 just a racket though, mating because there's no need to charge you that much. It's like it's like um, you know, parents take a case on a plane. Yeah. You know, to, to try to try to put you off taking cases because of the weight and all that, and you know, oh, we can't. You can only have so much weight, and if you go overweight, you get charged. Well, okay then, I can have as much weight, weight as I want if I pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the it's, it's the same principle. It's the same principle. You can have as big an engine as you want and pull it to the earth as much as you want if you pay for it. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, that is exactly. It makes that is really well put. Drives me mad that. But yeah, I mean, insurance is another one, isn't it? I mean, that just goes on where you live. I mean, I know, I know. When I moved last year, it went it went down thirty pound a month because of the, the change in postcode, you know. Yeah, but again, they, they don't even do it subtly. No. You know, I think it must have been it must have been the first renewal of the M140. And we got a letter through, and the insurance had gone up. There'd been no claims, there'd been no parking tickets, fines, anything. There'd been nothing. Both totally clean. An extra year on our no claims discount. We were both over 30. And, in all the old school rules, it should have gone down because of our ages and where we live and everything else. We got a letter through saying, due to high car crime in your area. Now, you know where I live. Yeah. People literally don't. But it's it's not an area of... It's not an inner city area. I'm not saying it's the best place, but it's not an inner city area. And the people who live either side of us are all... It's an older community. Where we are at the moment, car crime is zero. <laughs> but it, 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 it must be it must be very it must be very low by yours because everyone's got the cars behind gates anyway. 
Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. But like, it, it just isn't. There's never anything on. There's never anything on like community forums on Facebook saying someone's nicked me Honda off the drive or Merck's got. It, 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 it isn't. It's just not like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and so you just think it just come up with a better excuse for trying to get more money out of than the, than the car crimes rife in my area because it isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as soon as we checked them off. And we went back online. The same insurance company came up on a on a go on a comparison website, and they were cheaper. And it was the same. It was the same company. That that absolutely baffles me. Where you go and press comparison sites for car insurance, the range of quotes that you get is mind boggling. Oh, and the insurance companies that you never knew existed. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like, well, fair enough. That one might be absolutely fun, absolutely peanuts. But why would you go with someone that you've never heard of? You have a, you have a crash and you have to put a claim in. It's like, oh, well, actually, we don't really exist. We just put really dirty cheap prices on on comparison websites to lower you in. It's yeah. crazy. I was with um, oh, Swift Cover, and they went up to like 800 quid. And I thought, that's a lot. So I went yeah. on a comparison site this year, and the quote I got from somewhere else, I'm seeing someone else because I can't remember where it is now. I can't remember, I can't remember who I've gone with. They're well known, though. It's, it's Hastings or one of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's Hastings, but somebody, it's, it's a firm you've heard of. And it was um, like 500 and something, like 300 pound difference. Right? Yeah. So, went with that, they're looking at the way into quotes. Some, some place won't even give you a quote. They think, oh, who, who do you think you are? They'll give me a quote. Yeah. And but, well, you can't boost in your 50 odd years of all. I'm 52. I'm 52 and a fourth yesterday. What risk am I? And it's, but you get like found a pound, and the dearest quote you get is like 3,000 pounds, something like that. Yeah, which is just, you know, again, they do that to, to, to cover themselves. So young lads, 17 years of age, got an 1,800 pound old course or whatever, and their insurance quote is 800 pounds, two grand. So we just, there's no risk there for them. They crash it. They get the value of the car back. The insurance company does make it the value of the car. Mm. Um, but again, like for for the M140, we got an insurance quote of under a thousand pounds, which is good. Yeah. So I think it was like what your Fiesta was. I think it was like seven hundred and forty quid, seven hundred and fifty quid, and that had a lot on it. That had courtesy car. Um, windscreen protection breakdown it had a lot on it for that money which we thought was good God, man, have, I love a, that. have a guess what the excess was um, well mine's 250 so I don't know what yours was £700 uh, what £700 excess oh my god excess with a £700 insurance premium so I would have had to pay, or when you remember, you would have had to have paid seven hundred pounds. So basically, unless your car gets stolen or written off, you're never going to claim on that. No, of course you're not. Because course, you're not. anything you do to it will probably cost less than seven hundred pound. Exactly, exactly. Um, and but again, the X3 totally different vehicle. You know, like I said, the, the engine size, the cylinder size, everything else. It's not a boy racer car. We have basically got everything on that insurance. We've got tire insurance. We can have eight brand new tires, but we've got everything. And I think it's, I think it's half 
of what the M140 is and half the excess as well. It's nothing. That's weird, isn't it? Is that, is that's just because the M is a sports car, it's classed as a sports car. Yeah, the M. You park the X3 next to the M140, and the X3 looks more of an exclusive vehicle. Yeah, it does. It's got the welcome mat lights. It's got. It, it looks. It just looks more of a car. But the M140 is seen as a bigger theft risk mm. because young lads want it. Yeah, yeah. What's your thing you're gonna ask me? Um, about twenty minutes ago. Sorry, Al. Um, good, good podcast. It's good subject, mate. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to know if if the cost of getting to work and meeting and everything else would put you off. But you're absolutely right. You only drive in once a week max to keep it to a minimum. So I totally appreciate that. Um, I mean, again, I mean that's only because as well because I, I live by a train station now. Yeah. You know, and, and I've got my, my rail pass, which is 580 a year. Yeah. You know, so it just makes sense to do that. That's, that's only like £45 a month for my wages. Yeah. You know, that's that's like that's less than two weeks parking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, like I said, I think it's done deliberately. I think they always be at it, councils, insurance companies, they must not be at it and go, right, price them out of it, get people on to public transport, get people on to trains, buses, get people buying bikes, whatever. Yeah, um, but they, they don't. They do that on purpose. They say they're doing that. They know full well that people are still going to drive in. So yeah. they charge them more. Well, that, was, that was my next question. My next question was kind of around that. So like, to draw the podcast to a bit of a close and then to get your closing thoughts and stuff, the price of motoring. Yeah. Will the price of motoring ever put you off buying a car? Or will it ever stop you driving? Will you yeah. ever get to a point where you go, you know what, forget the car? Oh. No, because like most people who have a car, I, I think I feel that I need a car. Yeah, you see, for me, it, it's more not about needing a car; it's the fact of being a car lover. Yeah, well, does that does that as well? I, I've always wanted a car. I always wanted a car when I was a kid, and I bought yeah. one as soon as I could. And I, I always do want one, but yeah, I, I do need one as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, totally agree, mate. There's the need again, you know, your family, your, your parents, yeah. mum, whatever. Totally get that. But, like, for me, it's I see a car and I go, I want that car. That's my, we're going to get that car. They could, they could turn around to me and go, your tax is going to be £800. Ultimately, I'm just going to have to go, well, I'll have to have a couple less takeaways a month or whatever. Because ultimately, that is not going to put me off. Yeah. I am going to have that car regardless of what it costs. I'll have to cut down in different areas if, if necessary. That was, the, that was the point I was driving at. Would, would it ever stop you from getting a car or getting the car that you want or just packing the car in? For me, it's a no. I will always find a way to have that car that I want. And like I said, I, I am more than happy to tighten my belt in other places, but insurance and road tax and price of fuel, it will hit me. Of course it will, but I would never go, you know what, Jib, I'm going to get the train now. It depends It depends how far you push it. I mean, there's this talk about do you think, do you think cars should be outlawed by 2050? 
Outward? Yeah, to, just I think, I, I think it's part. I think it's part. I'm sure it's part of the European Parliament side, but let's not let's not get into that now. But it's all just it's all just drive to cut pollution down, which just again is another load of rubbish. It's just to try and make money out of the sun. But that's another thing altogether as well. Someone yeah. suggested there shouldn't have been no cars by 2050. Now, so you think that BMW, Mercedes, Ferrari, Porsche, are just going to run over? It's, it's nonsense. And it won't happen. What I think, what I think will happen is, is that um, they will price normal cars out of the range of the likes of me because of fuel cost or insurance cost, and they'll try and drive the common man into electric cars. So you think they'll bring the price of EVs right down? I'm not sure they'll bring the price of the cars down. They might bring, I don't know how it's going to work, but I think I, I bet they, they'll give you like zero, zero tax on it. Oh, and like, give you incentives and stuff yes, like that. Yes, zero, like say lower insurance or something. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll incentivise us somehow. Yeah, it's like sticking solar panels on your roof. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they'll do that. So it's, I think I think in twenty years' time, depends what government you get in, doesn't it? When all said and done, yeah. but I think in twenty years' time, I can see it being difficult to own a petrol car, wow. but, but easier to easier to own an electric car. Yeah, I I think for a real car lover, a real enthusiast, that is that's a sad sad thought. Oh yes, yeah, it, it scares me. Yeah, it's a really, it, it, that is, I think it's scary, but really sad. Do you think that, like, I, yeah, it, wow, wow, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's scary to think, like, me, I'll be right, because I'll, I'll always know you and you like cars, so I'll, I'll have access to a car because I've in a proper car, if you like. But for yeah. some some people have to, like, basically give up the car to, to buy a Dodge and all said and done. You know, it's it's not the same. I mean, it, it depends what happens. It depends what government you get in. It depends. You don't know what's going to happen in the world, do you? They could they could discover new oil reserves somewhere, and it becomes yeah, cheap I'm again. You don't know. But just just that sentence: the death of the car is just a horrible, horrible statement. If you think, and again, we're getting dead deep and philosophical, you think? <laughs> You you think about what the car has let the human race achieve. You know, it's revolutionised the world, and then people just want to go. You know what? That's it now. The air quality is not good, so we want all cars off the road in twenty thirty. Rubbish. And I, I think I think there's another like sinister aspect to it as well. This this rush. This could be another, another podcast actually. This rush towards driverless cars. I yeah. absolutely despise it. It's like I don't know anyone who wants a driverless car. I don't know anyone who's ever asked for one. And it's, it's like it's like as if it's been it's like as if it's been decided that we should have them. And I think half of it is like to take people off the road to stop having cars. You can get a driverless car instead. What does that mean? That means yeah. that that car is being controlled by somebody else somewhere. A satellite. Yeah, but also I'm getting very deep here now. What that means is somebody will always know where you are in your car. Yeah, which is exactly like your mobile phone and everything else. Yeah, it's just another way of being being watched, being watched and tracked. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, are you one of them? 
Do you wear a no, but think about it. If you're not driving the car, it's being it's being controlled somehow. Of course, it is, absolutely, absolutely. But again, I don't want to get into the whole generational thing. But a seventeen-year-old kid will walk into a Tesla and not care. It will not even register that that car is being tracked. That would just be the no. ultimate and cool. Look at yeah. me. I'm asleep behind the wheel. They won't even register. Whereas people of your age, and to a certain degree now, my age, you do get more conscious of like, wait there, how does my, why does my work, why does my phone tell me how long it's going to take me to get to work and knows where work is? Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't put in where I work in my phone, but because I go to the same place at the same time every day, my phone is registered that that's work. Well, yeah. Let's not, right, let's not get down that rabbit hole right now. Putting that to one side, for everything, with the driverless cars, it's, it's going to be, it's going to take the total joy out of driving because you're not driving anymore. You're just, you're just a passenger. Yeah, like I said, I want, I want that experience. I want to get on a Tesla and be driven, and just it will freak me out. I will hate it, but I, I, I want that experience. But it's not something that would make me buy that car. It's not something I, I want to do every day. No. I just want to get in it and see what it's like. I, 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 just, I wouldn't even get in one. I just would. I would never trust one. Never. No. So weird. So so weird. But again, you know that. It's all about that workmanship, isn't it? And now Tesla and Elon Musk, whatever his name is, he can say, I created the first autonomous car. That's all it's about. He's beat the likes of Volvo, that you always thought were going to do it first. He's beat the massive, massive corporations, the massive manufacturers. He's done it. Yeah, but it's weird, mate. Apart from the surveillance side of it, take that out of the equation. Every, every innovation we've had in cars so far, you can see the point of it. Yeah. Every advance, you can see the point. Even electric cars, I can see the point. Oh, yeah. Driverless cars, unless there's only surveillance that can account for it. There's, yeah, there, there, there is no there's no step forward there. No, well, there is a step forward. There's another car can drive itself. That's a huge step forward. Step, it's step no, forward. it's a step it's backwards. Step <laughs> it's a step yeah. backwards. But the human experience, it's a step backwards because you you are you are not in control of that car anymore. You're not driving the car. Don't get we are singing from the same hymn sheet here. I don't want them. I don't like them. You don't want them. You don't like them. But you can't deny that that's a massive leap forward in technology. To get in a car and be driven is massive. It's a step that, forward. It's a leap forward in technology, that, but that's that, all. That, that, that's going well beyond even the best cruise control in the best top-end Maybach or Mercedes or whatever. Even the cruise control in, in the BM can only increase and decrease speed on the car in front of you if you're on a motorway. Yeah. You can't keep me in a lane or take me around the, around the, a, a roundabout or get me off at the right junction. You can't say that that's not a massive step forward, but I think ultimately the way you want to come at it is is a welcome step forward and ultimately I don't think it is. No, this is gonna be crash after crash after crash. No. I don't I don't care what you say. You know so, it's yeah. uh, God. If, if, 
I think we've gone on too much here. So let, let's wrap this one up. It's been a really enjoyable podcast and I've loved talking about it. So from a cost of motoring point of view, my final thoughts are price hikes. You can put your fuel up. You can mess around with the tax brackets. Ultimately, that's not going to stop me from ever owning or buying the car that I want. I will always have and own my car. Yeah, and I hope I do. I hope I do. But it's a hope. I don't know for sure, do I? Okay, so we're going to be getting off now, aren't we, Say? We are. That's us for tonight, I think. That was deep, deep and meaningful for us, that was. It was really enjoyable. But that is also the kind of podcast where people can um, let us know what their driving costs are like and what their commute, you know, what their commute charges are and stuff. Yeah. Um, I know uh, we've got a couple of followers with some know decent cars now on twitter we've got a, a porsche floor s owner i would love to know what his thoughts are uh, you know about about the cost of motion to his floor s and the maintenance of it and stuff like that so i think this is a great subject to really have people let us know their thoughts and you can do that across all our platforms can't they they can they yeah so twitter facebook instagram we are at full beam cars uh, youtube channel is full beam um, well, so we're on Mate Patreon for Beam Cars. We're on we're on Tumblr now as well, you know. Tumblr? We're on Tumblr. No, for right Beam Cars. Here we are. We're on Live Tribe. And no. I think we really, we, we're really, 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 sorry, we are really enjoying being on Drive Tribe Armies relative to yeah. It's a good engagement there, yeah. Very good engagement. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we're going to be on TikTok soon as well. But that's I, I have no idea what this is. Or no it's, idea. It's, it's it's all like little videos. So we'll have to like do. I don't know. I don't know. If we're going to do it, but I know it's it's the latest upcoming platform. We need to be on it anyway. That's for the future. Okay then. So um, right. Just, we, just, just one thing before we do go, yeah. I, of, I often see on. Um, social media, people say like this is a push to so many. Um, followers and blah 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 it's like right, I'm going to push to a thousand followers this time so I think we should have a push to get into 50 um, <laughs> yeah okay if you are listening and you do follow us on Twitter uh, we need you to promote us so we need you to retweet our tweets we need you to like our tweets we need you to at us we need you to mention us to your friends your work colleagues your family um, but uh, we want a push now. We want a push to get to fifty, and then to a hundred, and then to two. We want to push it all, all the way. Yes. Um, so we're going to have to make some kind of threat. So, like, if you don't follow us and you don't promote us and you don't get us to fifty followers, um, I'll no. you know what? I'll slash our tires. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> You can buy me new ones then, can't you? No. Yes, you will. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, a big push. Let's have, let's have a big push to 50 followers just on Twitter um, and see where we are in two weeks' time. And if we have our 50 followers in two weeks' time, I'm going to stab all of our tyres. No, you are not. <laughs> so help out. You're going you're gonna to need a good knife because they're good tyres. Al's tyres depend on you guys. So that's, that's, that's enough now. That's that's enough. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not 
tyres. Sick of sick Simon. Sam, yeah. you know I'm annoyed because that's when I call you Simon when I'm annoyed. <laughs> that's it, guys. I've spoken. I will do it. <sighs> Simon, say good night. <laughs> good night, guys. Good night, people. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.